0: Hello, and welcome to Teaching River. River, you are 1,625 days old. Four years, five months, and 12 days. And it says 21 hours and 40 minutes, but that's probably not right. I don't remember exactly the time you were born. Um, but uh i've been meaning to do an episode for a while now Uh, originally before like the world melted down i was gonna do an episode of recapping 2019 because kelly and i met then and um you know everything it was 2019 was a pretty big year um and we're still gonna do that but uh certainly things have changed the world has changed in many ways and i'm sure we'll get into that how are you doing hi river um
1: i'd like to say 2018 though so your dad's terrible with dates so
0: what do you mean we met in 2018 oh yeah i'm terrible with dates <laughs> time doesn't flow naturally for me um well Yes, we met in 2018, but what I wanted to do was like recap 2019, you know, so like we met in 2018, but then, you know, we didn't become a thing until a couple months later. We moved in together. Um, we, we, Gizzy, we, uh, you know, both, uh, got a job together. Then we moved down here to where we are now, um, in this apartment and, uh, it, it all kind of seems pointless to recap now that, like, <laughs> everything's gone on. Um, but, you know, like, the idea was to do a podcast to kind of, like, memorialize where we, you know, where we started to where we were, or are, were at the time. And that way, you know, me and you can, years later, uh, listen back to uh, some, you know, um, memories. Um but again, it kind of all seems a little like uh, nominal in the scope of the world right now. Um, not, not to belittle it, but like you know, there's a my my memory isn't going to serve me as well, um, you know, because there's more pressing matters. And it
1: shouldn't right now, I mean, right now, river, we're in a pandemic, we're in the middle of a civil rights movement where the world is literally sad to say falling apart,
0: yeah um I don't know twenty eighteen what do you in twenty nineteen early twenty nineteen we moved in together pretty much around December right of twenty
1: nineteen um December, I want to say December 28th, and honestly, I thought 2019 was going to be the end of the arduous journey, and then 2020 hit, and man, was I fucking wrong. And you're gonna learn. I have a potty mouth, and I'm sorry. I'm probably well, when I meet you. Why you even saying that? It's our podcast. We well, can say whatever the fuck. No, we I'm want. just I'm just saying it because she's gonna listen to it, and she's not gonna hear me talking like this when she's little. But you'll you'll know the when the first you get episode
0: is yeah. me and you talking about getting raped and me sticking needles in my arm. I don't think a cursing 13 episodes later or whatever it yeah, is. I now know, is but be still,
1: thing. she's she's little.
0: Um, <clears throat> well, not when she listens.
1: Gizzy, stop it.
0: Um. I mean, it was certainly, I'm going to try my best on remembering much of 2019, but you know, the, the big moments for me were you uh, uh, proposed to me, um, then we got our own place together. Um, that was something, that was where this podcast came from was I wanted to do a podcast first day in here, you know, or night or whatever. Um, but you know, the, the life got in the way of that. And that was for me, certainly something special because I have been homeless for, since 2016, basically, you know, roaming the fucking world, uh, failing all over the place. And, uh, it was certainly nice to get to the point of my life to create a home again. Um, I remember... Probably like four months before. Uh, no, it was it was uh, maybe the first month we met. I was sitting in an AA meeting after listening to a song and just hating everything. At the, I was living in that uh, uh, um, Oxford house and uh, not too far from Bob, and just hating it because I hated all the guys I lived with, and I was thinking about. How badly I wanted to hop on a train because one of the Pat Bunny songs talks about uh, hopping on a train and and, uh, on a freight train and just traveling. And I was ready, man. I was ready. I was I was close and I shared about it in the meeting. And my biggest complaint was like, I don't this was before me and you were, you know, a a thing how I don't, uh, you know, have uh i don't have a family you know like i was so focused on the fact of the family that i lost rather than the family that was in front of me because like at the time like my friends still didn't really want to hang out with me at the time um so like i was uh you know focusing on how uh on all the things i didn't have instead of uh looking around and seeing like Bob cared for me um, you know there were people in the rooms um, that uh, that uh, you know cared for me my my family was you know my parents I was focusing on the family I lost instead of the family I had in front of me and like that was her Hey, don't you do don't you do that she, I threw a bag at her and she started chewing it um, Gizzy is
1: very very annoying but very loving um, and
0: you know like that was very much so sp- spurred on by uh the fact that i had tried to get Doobie back and i couldn't um or at least it wasn't the hard realization that he was better off without me um and just feeling like you know like that was the last thing of the world that i built of the family i built that was taken away from me and that was very hard and then like just a couple months later um you know getting in a meaningful relationship with you getting these two sack of shit dogs in my life um (laughs) you know um the work turning out you know to be a very good thing because at the time i wasn't doing i was at the same company but not doing what i am now and um you know it that's a moment i try and remember because there's definitely things i want to do now there's things i want to want to be there's you know things i want to have and i try and remember like especially now um you know to be grateful for what i have around me because you know uh, you know i hear people complaining all the uh for river um it's probably not going to be a thing by the time you uh you know listen to this it's not going to be that big of a deal but you know um a couple months ago the world uh, a pandemic broke out and we were all basically most of the nation and still is i mean there's still a fucking pandemic but it broke out and the nation shut down um we were uh, you know millions of people were laid off and told to stay inside and so many people and i definitely did i complained um complained about the you know um pointless things and like you know getting a haircut the things that they don't have and like you know and i definitely fall into that trap because i haven't seen you now in i'm gonna say three months in in person if not four maybe yeah it's um, gonna be like four because originally you know it's not a good idea for me to with your mother being a nurse to also then potentially expose you be for my own uh um, you know, gratification, um, and now, uh, you know, I've basically been cut off even further, and and uh, I'm probably not going to see you for a while. Um, so like, I try and focus rather on the things around me. I have a good job. Um, I I have insane freedoms at my works so to to be able to do what I want. I have Kelly. I have uh Gizzy. I don't really care about James.
1: Um, (laughs) James doesn't care about you either, so it's okay.
0: (laughs) You know, Gay and Ron and I have a wonderful relationship. Um, Ashley and our relationship could certainly be better, but, um, you know, there's its own, uh, uh, nothing against her. I just, you know, we're just two very different people, but we actually have a relationship now. We could talk, you know, um, I'm kind of rambling here, but like, uh then you know you got we had a lot of job insecurity with you um and i'm not saying that against you just there was i mean hell i uh make sure that doesn't happen again yeah um uh you know i I went through plenty of job insecurity too so i'm not saying that in a negative light but there was a lot of job insecurity with you and thankfully we got you to work with with uh with the company i'm at and um you know, that certainly, uh, that was a, a huge, really wonderful thing getting you in to short Toyota because that was a massive, uh, you know, load off of both of us of, you know, are you going to get paid or not? Because it's a yeah, good company. Absolutely.
1: Because I've had River, I've had so many jobs where I've worked for so many horrible bosses and now I have an actual boss that I... I care about and I respect and that has not happened in probably like 20 years.
0: Yeah, it's really nice and, and I've really even, you know, because I started my own business and, and River Your Mom, uh, had, you know, um, picked up the slack in between of jobs and stuff like that. I've never had a job where there's a guaranteed paycheck in my life. I mean, I just never have. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I did once when I was a manager for Payless. But other than that, I've had bosses where I've had to track them down and actually try to get my paycheck. Yeah. I don't know if you've had similar.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I've had clients of that, of, you know, doing a job and it's going to be four grand and it was a month of work and then you get two of it, you know. So, like, it's nice to I'm a W-2 person and we had insurance, but we lost it because of getting laid off and, um, you know, not having the money to pay for it at the time because we didn't know what the fuck was going to happen. So it didn't seem point, you know didn't seem at the time smart to uh, put any money out into the world we basically locked down but you know and then what else of 2019 that I'm forgetting you the, the those were two three big moments of you know um the proposal getting a place here and and both of us getting two good jobs
1: And I think what else really happened in 2019 other than that, a bulk, a lot of stuff happened the first few months of 2020.
0: Yeah, it's hard to, that's like, why I say it's like. It's
1: kind of like all blending because to, of everything that's happened. But it's like, I remember even meeting you and like when you say home and I don't mean to, like, okay, we're going to cry early. You got to talk
0: into the microphone, hon. Can you hear me? Yeah. You can't go like this because then you're talking out of the all microphone.
1: Right. Like <laughs> you said, you felt homeless and I didn't feel like I actually had a home until I met you
0: you Are going to be gay about it? I'm
1: going to be so gay about it. I'm going to let her know. Like, yeah, I love your dad to death. He's a great guy. He's a pain in the ass sometimes, and he's insufferable, and you will get to know that. But he is a decent man with a super good fucking heart.
0: Um, you're okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm awesome. I am a unicorn. You are lucky to have me, sir.
0: Um, I, I, uh was gay and ron visiting gay and ron in 29 no that was early 2020
1: right oh wait a minute um 2019 was going down to florida i met your mom for the first time Mm -hmm. in the beginning of 2019 and that was such an experience because i've like i was married previously and i absolutely despised my mother-in-law and vice versa because she was just always judgy and always treated me like shit and the first time that i met gay was we had to go to a funeral for one of your dad's friends that passed away and I didn't meet her before I went down to their house and she opened the door with her hair all messed up and crazy in a towel and she's like oh come on in Welcomed me with open arms said go use the shower go get cleaned up and treated me as if you would treat a daughter and I have nothing but like love and respect for that woman because she has treated me with nothing but kindness and respect so you've got a really good grandmother
0: mm-hmm. um, but yeah, going down to Florida uh was good. It reminds me of all the damn people that died in 2019 but I don't need to get into that, but um yeah um, going down to Florida was great, that was a lot of fun. That was my first vacation and I mean I've had vacations, but they were always work vacations. you know I was you know going out to a different state for a job. I haven't been on just a solid vacation in a, in a long time um, And then uh, we get back and we both get sick and uh, for several weeks, at least through like the peripheral through the news, I was hearing about this COVID situation and not taking it seriously by any fucking means. Um,
1: Nor was I. I was I remember joking with a friend about it, sending them a meme about Corona. You know, do you want your Corona with Lyme? Because I didn't think it was anything to to worry about.
0: Yeah. And then (laughs) I was wrong. Yeah. I, I I was sick for a while. I wasn't sure what it was, but we had just, both of us had used our vacation time or our sick time for vacation because they let us do that. And I was just pushing through. Um, and I was sicker than, than normal. I don't think I, I don't, I I think that I had it, but I can't say for sure that we both had it, I think, but I can't say for sure because we couldn't get tested. But, um, I was very sick for a while. I mean, it felt like I was going through like long term heroin withdrawal. I didn't have energy. Yeah, I did felt not look empty. Good. I was white. I was, you know, it was it was, it sucked. And then I was uh, waiting for an email back from somebody at work, and I checked the news, and did, I had like a half an hour of some basic searching and i was like oh fuck no no no! this is like dead serious like really bad and it's about to get real bad and y- you were about to go to another dealership yeah and i call uh, that's when like if if you weren't going out that day if you were just staying at shore i would have both of us i wouldn't have said anything but it, like you going to another dealership potentially exposing more people because the thought process at the time was like well we're already here we have been here for a couple of days we've both been sick but now you're going somewhere else like that's not yeah, cool yeah to, to make a
1: lot of deliveries yeah. that day and it's like that's when it really sunk in when you had texted me and then you called me yeah and said we're you're going to have to not do that we're going to we're going to leave yeah. and for your dad to leave work that's yeah yeah, no, it, was, it was like it was scary.
0: I read the WHO official statement on it. Like their official st- I've only heard, I only heard through podcasts of this thing. So I never and I don't watch the news until this whole situation. So you know it was just like this thing I heard about and then I read the actual like scientific fucking paper waiting for an email and I was like oh no we gotta go
1: Man, that's the first day driving driving home from work that it really sunk into me what was going on
0: yeah and I was terrified I mean I was literally three days before not even I think what I called it in that we were gonna hunker down on two days before the fucking state got locked down um and, I mean, the first while there, uh, I just played Red Dead and vegetated. Um, <laughs> you
1: wanted to, like, yeah. a meditative state oh, playing man. that video game. I think you needed to mentally shut down. I
0: played for s- 10 hours a day for 17 days straight. Probably more, but those are the 17 days that I kept track of. Like, I remember... Remember that? So I played like 1700 we, hours. We in both that game. <laughs> shut
1: down because for me to sit down, I started watching Supernatural from your suggestion, and for me to shut for for me to actually sit down and watch a television show for that long, I was starting to shut down yeah. because it was like the gravity of the situation and what was happening in the world was like too much. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, now, I mean, thankfully we were you know, we were already home. I mean, there was a good period there where I was very nervous about you. Um, because we get you were not good and we couldn't get i mean i called a hospital i called the hotline and i called uh the other hospital the one in um that ashley works at and they were like yeah stay inside unless you're dying don't don't leave and that was scary you know that was like oh fuck you know like because you weren't good for a little while. Well, I
1: was scared too. And usually, if I'm sick and I show it, I'm I'm even worse than I am because I don't like to show mm-hmm. when I'm not feeling that well. So, like it was, I was to the point where I was. I wrote you a note because I thought I was going to die, and I wrote you, River. I wrote you a note because I thought I was going to die. I did not think I was going to make it.
0: Yeah, there was a good period there where it was very scary. Yeah, yeah. And especially mainly because like we're We're both in that mindset and calling the professionals and them saying,
1: yeah uh, like you can't see me because
0: it's a podcast, but like basically, I got the over the folder over the shoulder or shoulder over the phone truck like." everybody was like yeah well, um, unless your lips turn blue unless her lips turn blue yeah. stay inside and that was fucking terrifying she was, I was cold like, oh, that woman shit. was cold
1: i could hear her over the phone yeah. when you were talking she was just like completely cold and like then, unless you are dying, yeah don't come in when you get to that point it's too late when you get to that point though yeah like that didn't make well, any sense to me
0: yeah <laughs> um and like then, if I'm to that
1: point, like I don't want to get to that point. Hmm. I want to get help before I get to that point. Yeah,
0: but I mean, I get it at the at at that stage. They had no idea what was going on, so it's you know just stay inside unless you're dying. I mean, I kind of get it, you know, because like now, like there, if we didn't have it, there's an incredibly high chance we're both gonna get it. But there, we're prepared. We know more about it. In the beginning, it was. you could get it walking by somebody you know now we know that's not the case you know you gotta uh, so you know I I, I do understand and thankfully it did work out Um, but then like you know the playing of the video games I started thinking about doing crack a lot like a lot a lot like probably day 10 in I was thinking about going and getting high a lot because I was not um, I didn't have you know the structure of my life that keeps me sober. I was, I mean, that was just like constantly on my mind and I'm very grateful for getting & uh having got us the 3D printing machine because that was like, a, okay, you know, there's something to do, we can help in some way because it doesn't feel good like <laughs> <laughs> it fifteen days of ten hours straight of fucking video games like it was great at first, and then it was like, okay, I have to beat this and and now it doesn't feel good and I feel like I'm using you know already, so why not go and use you know so it was the the Ron got us um a 3d printing machine because they had seen some people printing for printing uh, stuff for hospitals and healthcare workers. And, um, you know, that's what we started doing. Um, we launched a little project and did, uh, I wouldn't call it crowdfunding. It was more family and friends funding, but we, um, I mean, how long did we go for? I mean, that was like twenty six days, right? We were basically was, sixteen hours a day. Yeah,
1: that was about almost twenty six days straight.
0: Yeah, yeah. we um, we raised uh, like eighteen fifty in funds. Um, thank goodness, because I, I looked at I looked at it a little while ago. We were, we only like in the end of it, we only like came out of it minus three hundred bucks um of our money you know like so that which
1: is which is well worth it oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no honestly, i'm not complaining i would do it I would do it
0: over again but like i'm saying that because like we even after all the donations we spent about 300 bucks and then you know like all of we wouldn't have been able to do that if if uh you know we didn't we didn't get all of those uh everybody that helped us you know and then we made uh several, uh, just under 2,000 face shields, right? I think. It's like 18 something, I think.
1: About like 19? Yeah. 1900.
0: And a shitload of those ear savers, and that was that was, uh, uh, uh mean it was a horrific and amazing experience for me
1: (laughs) me as well because it's like i can't believe we're doing this i'm glad to be doing it but i wish i wasn't doing it i wish we weren't in a pandemic but at least it gave me a purpose to feel useful because every you have all these frontline workers risking their lives every day and here we are he's playing freaking red dead and i'm watching supernatural i felt like a piece of shit So it made me actually feel like a human being contributing to help other human beings.
0: The only thing I didn't foresee, um, was like the empathetic overload that that's what made the experience horrific because like just watching the news and talking to these people and hearing what was really going on, um, you know, or at least getting like frontline a side view of the frontline, um, you know, because I don't want to say we were on the front line. There was, you know, plenty of people. The healthcare workers and, and you know, fucking delivery people are are front line, but like we got a front row seat to that. To what they were doing and the pain they were going through. And I am a fucking junky video editor. I'm not prepared for the emotional uh, taxing that was. I mean, that was that was after like the fourth nurse calling and crying to, to me, I was like, so overloaded. Uh, you know, it was just too much to handle. Like, the absurdity of the situation of the fact that we're doing this and although that's great like we have to do this and if we don't do this these people might die and like are you fucking kidding me the state isn't stepping in and oh my god they're taking their supplies yeah oh my god the you know the nurses the we're nursing homes to, like you the know nursing they're homes, giving god. us alternate contact it just in case they pass away before we get these things like it was it was uh, you know i'm i'm a video editor i'm a creative i'm i'm I, I contacted Annalise at one point, and I was like, how the fuck do you deal with the feeling of it not being enough? Because that was hard of, like, going to sleep and recharging and knowing that, you know, we can only do one, you know, one one bed per that time I'm sleeping and, like, the guilt of that. Like, you know, as, as we have several hundred, you know, uh, requests, you know, that was, uh, again, I'm not complaining, but that it, w- it was was not prepared prepared for where it went you know i'm glad that you know we did what we did but that it was it was uh it was an emotionally taxing thing um if if it wasn't for our friends who like outside of the fact like it, at the at that point we were getting state money so i would have dumped all of that money into it anyway but like i i think the only thing that got me through was like you, you balancing me. Um, you know, we, we were a great team then. And also like a lot of that was just friends, like reaching out and like the, just reaching out and being like, Hey, thank you. You know, like that, that little bit was like, okay, you know, like it kind of just, it gives you that little boost, that charge to get going again. Yeah. Um, you know, and like just the fact of like somebody, you know, um, Haw oh, Matt gave 10 bucks or, 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 I think that's what he gave or 50 bucks. Like the Haw guys, uh, and, and his wife gave, gave some money and like they giving what they could, that was like amazing because it's like, okay, you know, like they believe in us so yeah. I can do it. You know, like that was, uh, you know, there was a couple people that gave like 10 bucks and like, I'm not saying that in a derogatory way. I'm just like the fact that they would give what they could at the time was just it was beautiful like even
1: drew like drew uh, is a wonderful therapist and he works off of donations himself and doesn't have a whole lot of money and he was giving money so like yeah it was just that was the
0: thing like there was people that gave us a, a lot uh you know good hunks of money and that was amazing but like the the that's what got me going was people that i know like aren't in the most comfortable life situations themselves you know and like have their own bills and their own stresses and they're doing what they could it was like okay like it also added a responsibility like okay i have to make this dollar go as far as it can you know um it was certainly a fucking crash course in (laughs) in uh 3d printing yeah it was
1: it was like i don't know like how did you get through i think for me how i got through it like on those 16 hour days i had to like mentally shut a part of myself down and say this is a job that you need to get done and that's what i did to get through it i had to shut my emotions down and be like this is a job like i'm somehow like i was working in a factory and i just needed yeah. to get it done
0: yeah i i mean i've worked plenty of jobs where you know the t v show's gotta go up on Friday, and everything crashes, and you got a month's worth of work lost and it's gotta you got three days so like thankfully, I have the my brain's very good at thinking twenty miles ahead of where my actual hands are going, so like I'm used to I work good under that level of stress of like, oh my God, it has to get done so like there's a part of me that just shuts down and just like I'm very good at telling myself there is no no for an answer, you know, you, you just got to do it. And but then there's the crash out at the end yeah. <laughs> that you've seen, you know, the the I've emotional yeah. crack yeah. and break and but yeah. like during the height of the stress, I'll, you know, it's just just do it, you know. Your
1: dad had many emotional hissy fits. Yeah, I,
0: yeah. And I
1: had some of my own too. So some uh, mine I, are a little bit mine uh, actually mine are a lot a bit more docile than yours are. I'm a little bit sure. more
0: chill. Sure, just saying. But we we did a, a good team. Then I, I mean, there is no way I would have got that done the without you doing the the what you were doing. You know, we <laughs> we balanced each other very and well. And there's
1: no way I would have gotten it done with the technical, like with you slicing everything yeah. and getting all the prints like ready. Yeah, there were so like, many it, fucking. There things. There were so that, many technical things that went wrong yeah. that oh, I have God. no idea how this man got it done but you just like friggin you got it done.
0: Yeah I don't really know I mean like it's, it's funny like it took me forever to consider myself like quote unquote artist as an editor because I went into editing from a back end of the technical side of like the program crashes this is how you fix it and then like I I had that programmed in me and then I went into editing and then I had somebody teach me the art of it and stuff. And it took me a long time to ever even consider myself something like that. But like, you know, on this end, um, I think I like, we both earned the maker title because like we, we, we did it, you know I mean? We did all the aspects that it would take, you know, like if we bought a machine, and printed just for fun you know we would have uh, it would take me years to be like oh yeah I'm, you know if somebody asked me what i do for fun like oh yeah i'm a maker it would take me like 10 years but now i like i have no problem like like you know i consider that a part of me now because like there were i mean we experienced every single fucking problem that could have happened <laughs> yeah, every <problem> did. <laughs> uh, under a life or death you got to figure it. The it's kind of like situation. birth by fire yeah. you just have to get it done I mean thank the the Reddit uh subgroup uh, uh the Ender 3 subgroup was like amazing. <laughs> the the community around the 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 um 3D printing is fantastic. Um I I know of open source through software cuz I use some open source programs and stuff like that but I've you know um I experienced true open sourceness of you know, uploading a file and g- giving it to the world and then having a thousand people, you know, remix it and send it back and, like, the the community that, I mean, they're still going. I, I, I see it, uh, on, you know, on that Facebook group of just, you know, get it done. You know, thankfully it's calmed down. Unfortunately, it's now in non, you know, uh, first world countries, sadly. I mean, there's a lot
1: of fucking... Um,
0: Spain's getting hit hard, like Africa. Unfortunately, it's. Uh, but yeah, definitely,
1: it's, it's still a pandemic. Yeah, it I still mean, is
0: yeah, it's wild. It was like, I mean, I forget it too. It was that was a hard thing to go through. Was going from like, stay at home, be safe, don't go out, don't talk to people, don't you know, like just just you know, protect your home was the order for a long time and then now i'm back at work and like like that was difficult like well we'll, not only the guilt of not printing and thankfully most of that died down i mean i'm i'm very glad that it it did not only for the fact that like there's lives on the line here but also like i don't think i could have handled if we still had 100 150 200 you know a uh, peace request and waking up and going to work in the morning i don't think i could have handled it i would have done
1: it cuz i'm no not i know
0: but it. i i wouldn't done have been able to handle that like that that would have i would be sitting at work like with immense guilt so i'm glad that like thankfully the it started to peter out and and you know pretty much has i mean we we still you know are ready to go again but I, I don't I I was dreading that when we were doing this because I knew watching the governor, I knew that he was gonna start opening up and I knew I was gonna get called back. Um and that was my biggest fear was like, God damn it, if I get called back and I'm and we're mid order, like I'm going to feel like a shitty human being sitting at work. Um Cause I mean, really in, in like the long run, like although I love what I do, it is very pointless and it doesn't like like it does help somebody get into a reliable vehicle, um, you know, hopefully that will keep them safe. But like, it is pointless. I like, get, I get in what the you're
1: saying. Of, <laughs> believe me, I get what you're saying.
0: It's like the most ethereal, stupid thing, you know, it, it, that's why I've wanted to like, try and, I mean, I wouldn't leave work mainly because I, I can't, I have to have, you know, an order for uh, a home and, and you know for river i have to you know i have to have a w2 and i have to have a staple w2 but like i'm hoping at some point to like spin into a little bit more self-sustainable because like i do love what i do but it is it it doesn't mean anything (laughs) you know and 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 you know that's something that i'm trying to mediate um i've been rambling for a while what are your thoughts
1: I'm thinking in terms of when you went back to work, I was actually terrified. Like, that you were going to get sick. Like, that's the only thing I could think of every day when you went back, that you were going to go back there and get sick.
0: Meh. I mean, it's totally possible still, but... I I get it, you know, but the, the only reason I was okay with going back to work was, thankfully, like, I had bothered Scott because... Like, I sent him an email in the morning, but not only because the governor said I knew he was going to email me anyway, but because the governor said we can open up and do sales again uh, in car dealerships via online. And and that's, you know, I knew he was going to ask me to be there for that. Um, but like they I had read on th- through through a, a scientific report about. That that's when they figured out. Like three days before he, uh, I uh, he called me to go back. They had known that it won't, it can't be transferred. Like not that it can't. It most likely won't get transferred from me touching something and touching my face. Um, most likely, and that's what made me feel like okay, fine, you know. And 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 they they, they uh, like a week before that they t- they released that it would take about fifteen minutes of constant exposure to somebody with covid to get it so i was like okay it's you know it's safe to go back out in the world and just be smart about just it just be smart you know and
1: i felt guilty too because it's like you're going back to work and i'm here
0: yeah no i like get i that. felt
1: total guilt i'm like well, i'll go back to work you say yeah,
0: no i get that too and like like i had guilt over the extra 600 a week that the government's given like I didn't do anything for that <laughs> you know like <laughs> I was making more uh, more than I, I am now on fucking I'm actually making you know uh, even less than I was before I, I before COVID because uh, uh they weren't my taxes are getting taken out properly now and, and it's like I like I took a huge cut in the taxes and going back and like it's like it I'm and, and I'm glad because it was it did, and I'm sure you still feel that way. It doesn't feel right, like just no, sitting at home. No, it doesn't feel right. Money. This I, is literally yeah. the
1: longest I have been without a job, probably in my life.
0: Yeah.
1: Like I've always scraped by. I've never, you know, I've never, I've always had many jobs, or like one or two, three jobs at one clip. But it's like, you know, never a steady job like this one. But this is the longest that yeah. I've gone. Yeah, and you're making good money doing it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it doesn't wild, feel yeah. like, you know, it doesn't feel good because yeah, I no, watch I get, the news I and I see people that don't have money for their rent yeah. or money for food and it's like how, how the fuck is this happening?
0: Yeah. No, I know. I I Like I'm
1: very grateful and I'm very I'm very lucky, but it does not feel good. Yeah. At all.
0: Yeah. No, I get it. I definitely get it. I I I I still have that guilt of going back to work and like living a normal life and um I found a group that like uh people ask for food money and I'm I've been paying PayPal and people like 20 bucks here and there for food because like it just doesn't feel doesn't feel right not doing something you yeah. know like it, it, it you know cuz like the covid Uh, the print it forward thing like you know was very fulfilling and doing something for humans and then like I go back to work and you know like it just it doesn't feel like I'm contributing you know to society so like you know I've tried to find other ways of doing that Um, and then uh, uh, then you know um, I don't know like the best way to describe it because like still a human being died behind it you know like i don't know like the proper way to you know like i don't I don't know if equal white equal rights movement is proper when it's spurred by somebody getting murdered on film you know or like i don't know the right way to say it I but don't like no either a human being uh, a black human being was killed on camera um by a cop and you know rightfully again now yeah and rightfully now uh you know there's not that there wasn't you know a movement behind it but like you know thankfully a large part of our nation of finally you know saying this is enough and got off their asses and started doing something you know there's uh i mean it's still going on but like uh, you know our fucking uh short attention span is uh, uh i mean i still see it on twitter people are still protesting and stuff but like we don't really see it on the news anymore um because we have such a short fucking attention span for what's going on i mean you know still a fucking pandemic it's, going on it's the and
1: flavor of the month man barely flavor of the month mentality, the month mentality yeah. with people it's and barely it's like, talked about it's crazy
0: and then you know rightfully we're talking about equality for human beings and now it's like you know the fucking elections are like the main thing i'm i'm seeing it's 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 been a wild couple of months um you know it's just uh around that um i don't you know like i i beyond saying like that happened and i'm I'm glad that, you know, there's, um, a movement and change, uh, hopefully being affected, um, because we won't know until, well, Well, there is, because a lot of laws have been passed in certain places that change, but like, we won't know overall change for a while. Um, you know, like, it's not, I don't have much more to say, um, because like, it's not my, you know movement like i like i i don't want to talk from my perspective about it because i'm a fucking privileged white male and you know my opinion doesn't really matter in this situation other than like i support it i'm glad that it's happening i will go to these fucking protests i've been donating to you know certain organizations but like i feel like you know i don't know if you want to say something about it but like other than that like you know
1: I feel like you need to educate yourself and inform yourself. Like I didn't realize, I did not realize that I was privileged in any way. I grew up dirt poor, never had anything, was homeless most of my childhood, and didn't realize until 2020 that I was simply privileged because of the color of my skin.
0: Yeah, it's wild that that still happened. I didn't even know, like, well, of course I knew, but like I didn't, it didn't like, but again this is why I'm like stuttering around the topic because like I'm a pri- I'm I'm I have been awoken to the fact that I'm a privileged white male in this situation because like I had no idea no knock warrants were like no no knock rates were like still a thing. I, like I didn't know that. I didn't know that black people have been fighting for that since the fucking 70s and like I didn't know that, you know. Of course I knew that, you know, um non-whites were getting killed by cops but like it's not like a, you know that's it's not something I experienced so it's not something that's constantly on my mind as it would be like a, a you know a friend of mine who is black that's a fear that they live in you know so like it certainly has been an awakening you know uh, experience because like a lot of these fucking problems like although I know that they're there and I know that they exist they, they don't the definition of privilege they don't affect me uh on a daily basis so like i live my life you know and like it's it's been um very interesting to in a positive way to like wake up to these things and do research and i've listened to podcasts and i've been like learning about the topic and it's like also mind-blowing
1: yeah it's crazy
0: of like like I remember that the, the woman Brianna Taylor getting killed um, by the cops, and like I had thought, you know, it it, it, it I don't watch the news in the fir- first fucking place, so I get my news from podcasts, and I had heard that on a, on one of the podcasts, and then I never heard of it uh, again. So I had assumed that justice had been served against the people, you know, uh, just figured that, that, that you know, society took care of that no. and like to find out that that's not. <laughs>
1: and, and it hasn't like, uh, unfortunately, hasn't. I know you're saying things passed, but it hasn't stopped. A, yeah. Another young man just got yeah, killed.
0: I know. Uh, there's and been it's seven like, and the story is terrifying. Lynched. You know, like the, that was the thing when we went to the first, the Atlantic City protest the woman, um, and one of the women in the crowd screamed out, stop the lynching. And in my head, I thought to, I thought to myself, uh, uh, a very distinct moment of going, huh, she must mean like, uh, not a hanging, you know, lynching. She must mean like some sort of, you know, something else. I, my brain didn't think at all when I heard that that she actually meant no, she lynching, meant lynching. A, a, my brain like I remember going like huh and I, I was trying to think like what does she mean because it can't be actual hanging of black people it, it has to be something else and then like late I think it was like two days later uh, there you know I was reading about it because it was like it stuck in my head and, I, and I'm like what the fuck like that is what the fuck like that's other than what the fuck like how is this still happening uh, it it it's wild to me and it's still happening i mean since since george floyd i think it was uh, it was seven seven more people have been found hung by suicide uh, it's it's wild it's wild that this is a problem and i hope that by the time you're listening to this when you're 13 14 years old um, this is in the history books as a moment of change because like these things that i had heard about in high school of learning about the 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 things our nation went through i had assumed that they were you know there were new problems but they're the exact same problems from 200 fucking years ago it's it's
1: insane and they're not teaching in schools, the proper education of actual history of slavery—anything—it's pretty much everything's whitewashed.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I would—I uh, heard uh, heard <laughs> James. On that. <laughs> um, uh, I I. Hopefully I'll have river in my life by the time she gets that the old enough to listen to this and and I I've been listening to a podcast about black history and and it, it, it's Some of the things that like it's wild that none of these things are taught at all, but um, you know Hopefully we'll have been able to teach with that and and one thing that I remember I did that I was asked to go speak about like uh the things I've done wrong as a white person and how I've changed. And, um, one of the questions was like, how do we, is there a middle ground? Is there like a hopeful future? And, um, one of the women said like, uh, she, she was a professor on, on the, on a specific race topic. And she said like, what I would suggest to other people is to, um, like, socialize them with people not of their race, like, like kids, you know, like, have so that way they're getting like a little bit of, you know, another ethnicity and culture. And, and, you know, like, that wasn't even like a thing that, like, you know, because, like, as a kid, you're, like, you know, when you're raising a kid, I, that would have never have crossed my mind, because, like, I'm not saying, like, I don't want her to hang out with a black kid, so, like, I would think that that would be, be like, I'm I'm not being racist about who she would hang out with. I don't give a fuck who River wants to hang out with. I want her to be with everybody, but, like, the, the woman had said, like, like, do Make that. Make sure there's diversity. Make sure that happens, because, like, she grew up in the South, and, um, uh, one of her ki- uh, one of her her children's friends came over and said, "Did you know you're my only uh, the only uh, white family I, I I have interaction with?" And it's like, "Oh shit!" Like that's a a very interesting thing that I'm going to try and you know um, you know uh, have river experience like find an African history museum and go there with her like you know because like. Uh, you know, just try and fucking culture her to other things. Like my, my parents aren't racist unless you're an illegal Mexican, then get the fuck out. But uh, other than that, like they're very accepting and loving of, of everybody, but like they didn't go out of their way to like, you know, put black history, Spanish history, any of that stuff in, in me. And it wasn't by any means of malice, but like, th- you know, um, that's something that we have to change, you know, as, as parents now is, you know, go out of our way to, uh, you know, educate them on other, other races and it, cultures.
1: It's all about, I'm a part of two groups and I, I consistently ask them, these young women, what can I do? You know, what can I do for the black lives matter movement? Is there anything? Cause I feel like much yeah. like with the PPE, I'm not doing enough and the consensus is educate yourself. And educate others. Don't be afraid to, like, you know, open your mouth. There's plenty of people that have said things to me that are horrible, and I'm calling them on their bullshit now.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And it might make them uncomfortable, but, hey, they need to, like, if if you're educating yourself and you could educate someone else on their thought process, then maybe that'll create a snowball effect with change. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, like, I didn't know about anti-racism, like, that being a, a point of, like, um I don't know the right word for it but like a political view like I would walk around and 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 say that you know as my parents and myself were not racist but like there's another perspective of being anti-racist and in, in being proactive against you know racism, racism and edu- yeah. like you're saying educating people yeah. that do say uneducated things because i think most of this comes from lack of education yeah like Um, i didn't
1: know like what these what they they referred to them as karens now these mm -hmm. white women that are going around calling the cops on african-americans for not doing anything but just being a human being and i didn't know this even existed because it would never even cross my mind to do something like that
0: yeah yeah
1: and i'm seeing this on the news all the time now
0: yeah yeah um, yeah. I, I, uh, yeah, I understand. Um, it's, I, I hesitate about talking about this because of our perspective. Like, I don't want to, um, you know, uh, sound insensitive or, or, or incorrect because, like, I'm not educated enough on the topic and, like, also, you know, like, these are disparities of humans, and, like, I don't experience it, so, like, it feels like, you know, wrong in a, in this sense, uh, you know, to have a, a, a discussion, you know, too in-depth about this, but it's been um, very eye-opening. Um, w- what's been going on. I mean, I had no idea that all of these fucking problems were still an issue. And, you know, and thankfully I, di- I didn't know uh, like, for example, with like police departments, um, I didn't know that like most of the mental health things that get called are like answered by them. And it's like, that doesn't make an- like, that doesn't make any sense. You know, like the, the COVID and um. Uh, again, I don't know the right word for it. Like, I, I, I don't know if the proper word is, uh, you know, social movement or what. I'm gonna go with social movement. I don't want to sound insensitive to anybody that may be listening, and 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 me saying that incorrectly. But the the COVID opened my eyes to the fact that there are children in this state not you know all around us that don't that they have food insecurity um that if they don't go to school they don't get fed i didn't know that was a problem and it's like what the fuck you know when i i i learned that i was like how the how is this still a problem and then you know the healthcare system of um the fact that you know we were completely underprepared for (laughs) a health crisis like that's wild to me that that it was wild to me that we were unprepared for that that they didn't have that not only was our state underprepared but our fucking nation's leaders were underprepared and then like
1: honestly that's not shocking
0: and then like how uh um well they've been saying this since bush uh uh Bush's last term of like, we're, we were underprepared, we're underprepared. So it's, uh, although Trump's an idiot, it, it's like, it's a, it's a deeper problem than just the president, like these senators and oh for uh, sure all these, nobody took that seriously. And then now like the healthcare, or like I, the, I listened to a podcast about fighting the healthcare uh, uh, companies and they did an emergency season on how to fight um, COVID charges because there's like the government passed laws that said like, if we, you know, the reason we didn't. I felt like, why are we going to pay for health insurance? Because we're not getting unemployment right now. We don't know when it's going to come in. We don't know when money's going to come in again. We need to bunker down, save every dime that we have, and be prepared for whatever also, comes. Also, it wouldn't
1: have been smart anyway because we wouldn't have been able to go to the hospital. It was da- more dangerous to actually go to a hospital well, and that's overwhelmed. They to begin
0: passed with. laws that said if you get COVID sick, you don't have to pay for it. Well, that's not true. No, because it's not. the health insurance companies, I've been, I listened to fucking nine hours of this fucking podcast about how they found loopholes in the things, these insurance companies. So like, oh, we knew the healthcare system was fucked up, but like, this is even more shining a light on it. Like, we now know that our police system is underprepared for that because, uh, you know, this is just COVID. Like, all these problems were sh- shined a light on it. It was like, holy fuck, our society is not like, good like none of this is good like this is no. all bad nothing's good nothing's good in this situation and then another black man gets killed and a social movement comes behind it and now like we see like it's shining a light on racists and like covid shown, shined a light on stupid people in my life that i had respect for now i don't have respect for because they're <laughs> bitching about wearing a mask in public same and then like now there's like you know surprise racists in my life popping up and then like not just in my life like in society now we're seeing like you know we all know that so and so is racist but like the way he's voting now during these you know um you know these protests uh influence change in a state and then the senators or representatives vote against it you know so and like right now in with two major you know, uh, life things, ha- uh, society, uh, moments happening, like none of it seems very good. Um, just in the last like week and a half, it just kind of feels like it's normalizing or like we're normalizing yes! or we're normalizing to it. You know, like at first, like COVID was a shock and then it's kind of like, okay, well, you know, a month of this. Okay, now I know how to live my life. I got to wear a mask. I got to wash my hands. I got to, you know, shower when I get home, blah, 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 blah. The same thing with this. Like, okay, we have protests coming up. We got to prepare for that. We, you know, like, it's a shock at first. And then you kind of get used to, like, how to operate within that. And it seems like with both of those that, like... We're getting used to operating in it, and like now, I feel as if like what's the next thing gonna happen? I mean, I read a fucking thing today about another potential pandemic that's oh my that's God, like, the looming. Flow. like you know it's just been a wild that's it! it's been a wild uh, uh couple of months um Is he fit? and I don't <laughs> know you know um. I think the the good thing that's coming out of this is thankfully like there is a lot of like legal changes happening um, on both fronts I mean there's there's some you know uh, yeah I yelled at you cuz you keep scratching stop Um, uh, there's a lot of change happening which is good Um, I fear the election coming up I mean, it's yet again a turd sandwich and a douche. Um, and either way, it's not good. Whoever wins. Um, I'm going to say it here. Unfortunately, Trump is going to win again. Of course. And I mean, yeah, we're going to get another four years of uh, of of the the scary thing about that is the pandemic loosened. uh The red tape. You keep seeing it in his tweets and him on the thing. We got rid of this red tape. We got rid of these blah, 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 blah. Like, okay, yeah, maybe you did it for this reason. But like, we're going to find out like if if we got a different president in, we'd find out sooner how fucked we are, because, you know, that these senators and and, um, politicians use this moment to fuck us even further just a prime example is those uh you know the stimulus package and the fucking big banks and you know um big businesses got it and you know and everybody little else. business didn't get yeah. shit um you know like just just that right there is like prime example that they fucked us And they are fucking us, they're actively fucking us in the ass, and we don't, you know, if we get another four years of that, you get another four years of covering it up and kind of, you know, distracting or causing some sort of, uh, you know, another, uh, um, you know, wave your hand over here as I fucking, you know, uh, pick out of your pocket here with the other one.
1: Plus, like, my thought process is, Trump, uh, he's, of course, he's gonna get reelected because, I mean... look who he's going up against i mean i wish bernie would fucking run but that's not gonna happen what do you think the chances are because he is he's pretty he's up there he's he's older if something were to happen to him and he passed away if pence took over because uh, I, he's terrifying yeah yeah
0: either, either way it's not good um and, and that's what I'm I'm next worried about is, uh, you know, either way, like, say we get Biden, at least we have the, the jackass racist out, but now we've got the, you know, um, molesting jackass in and uh you know um he's going to get manipulated for whatever the democrats want to do and there's no like equilibrium that we're going to find it's going to take like it's going to take like 3 more presidents to kind of get to an equilibrium um because like we had a black president and it swung one way and it seemed somewhat progressive and nice and then like now it's gone the other way because of those people didn't like that time so now we have to exp- you know they they took over and now you know um we don't like what's going on there. They're loving it and it's going to swing back and forth and it's going to take a while until we get to like, you know, a somewhat equilibrium. Um, I mean, at least three more terms and it's just, I don't know. I'm rambling at this point, but it just seems like there's no bright future ahead. (laughs) And I'm hoping that, uh, you know, um, this is a is a a a a note in the history books of like amazing change that happened um and the three terms that i'm talking about is when rivers is in fucking middle school or some shit whatever uh, that would work i should probably be in high school uh, yeah, high school. A, 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 uh, at that point um and uh you know like beautiful things have happened like there's equality for everybody like i i don't understand why society isn't always going to treat everybody equal, but I don't see why our laws can't. <laughs> it just seems I, wild to me. I, I agree.
1: You know, like, there's yeah. always going to be yeah. the asshole race. There's always going to be an asshole. there's
0: no reason that the laws you know, should be discriminatory uh, towards anybody. You're always going
1: to have a racist, a misogynist, a bigot, a homophobe. That's just going to happen in society because people are inherently, like, I hate to say this because I'm a very hopeful and peaceful person, but people are assholes sometimes. So that is going to happen. But you're right. It, it doesn't have to happen in politics. We yeah. Could at, l- at the very, at the very least,
0: the rules that govern us should at least be somewhat even. It's wild that it's not. Um. So yeah, we're getting near that arrow or one point, one at one minute point. Um. What? Uh, this is freeform, so like it's not an interview. So like, I guess, what would you tell, um, Kelly? Uh, before she even knew about COVID what would be something that you would uh, go back and tell her to watch out for in the next couple months the words of wisdom
1: oh my god words of wisdom before COVID um don't take anything for granted in your life even the smallest most minute thing can be beautiful always be grateful and never take anything for granted.
0: Um, so that's that. Fuck you, Gizzy. I don't give a shit. You're scritching and you shouldn't be. Yeah, she's Um, been a
1: pain in the ass throughout this whole thing. uh,
0: Well, because we're not paying attention to her. Um, so we'll be back again, uh, on a semi-more regular schedule because I have some things that I, some, some finally a little bit of focused, uh, points to episodes I should say to get through um but I love you River as always um I don't know when I'm gonna see you again in person so uh look forward to talking to you next
1: can I say goodbye yeah love you sweetheart I um hopefully I get to meet you soon